welcome everybody to the Locking Your Success Successful Trader uh, Options Trader of the Month for July of 2016. Before we get going, we'd just like to remind you that this presentation is given for educational purposes only. We're not broker-dealers or financial advisors, and we're not making any specific trade recommendations. Also, please be aware that the risk in trading options is substantial, and please be sure uh, aware of all your risks prior to placing any trades. And also note that we may be using hypothetical computer simulated trades in the presentation. In fact, I would suggest that you assume they are hypothetical unless stated otherwise. And as with any hypothetical trade, uh, live results may vary. So today, we're here talking with Kevin Sass. And um, just a little bit of background about, about our successful Trader of the Month program. It's just something that Sherry and I had come up with uh, to reward and honor those traders who've put in the work and as a result are doing awesome with their trading. They receive a prestigious lock in your success, successful options trader hat, and a place forever on our wall of fame. We uh, Successful Trader of the Month is also for you, the aspiring trader, because by having those successful traders share their experience with you, you'll gain useful insight and become inspired by knowing it can be done and that there are many, many different paths to become successful as a trader. A trader can qualify for Successful Trader of the Month in several ways. First would be to provide a trading plan and a recent trade that we evaluate. Second might be for standing out uh, and helping the community in general. This might be through sharing useful information, providing guidance and encouragement. Third might be if I notice someone who has some sort of a breakthrough or significant barrier or a challenge that they have overcome. And fourth is uh, because they come up with something creative and unique uh, on their own. So today we're speaking with Kevin Sass. And Kevin is a student that well, started with us many moons ago, but we hadn't spoken for a while. And we did, we did finally touch base, I don't know, about a month or so ago, and he's doing quite well. And, Kevin, he was chosen because of the persistence and the breakthroughs he's had through the years he's actually been trading, as well as his willingness to help others. Because not only has he continued to push forward in trading, he's also mentoring and coaching others as well, which is really great. So good afternoon, Kevin. Well, hello there, John. Hi. Well, it's great to have you on. And usually we just start by having you tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, where are you from, what do you do, and things like that. Oh, yeah, sure, absolutely. And, you know, I just want to say thanks. Thanks again so much for that just awesome introduction. You know, I'll tell you, um, if, if there's one thing that uh, I can share that any of the listeners will take away from uh, my presentation is, you know what, if this is what you want, just do not give up. And whether that's through sheer persistence or stupidity or <laughs> a little combination of both, um, I, I hope that you'll see that if – if this is something that you want uh, and you just stay with it, uh, you can absolutely uh, achieve achieve the success you're, you're desiring. So, you know, I, I started with, um, uh, well, let me back up here. I'm a registered nurse by trade. Uh, I've been in ER, critical care, ICU, flight nurse. I mean, I've, I've pretty much been in medicine for almost 20 years now. And about 10 years ago, I got really interested uh, in trading in the markets. And I felt like I was just putting money in my 401k. I was just not really knowing what to do with it or watching it go up, watching it go down. Uh, I just felt like uh, there was a better way to, to manage it. So I got started uh, with uh, a community 
that uh, John and I met in, and I tell you, I just I learned I learned some really good fundamentals and some good basics, and met a lot of really great people uh, in that community. And so I just kind of went from there. Started trading. <laughs> I mean, everything under the sun. I traded if if it was tradable, I tried it, and I quickly found what I really liked and what I really didn't like, and so. Through the course of many, many mistakes, guys, man, I'm telling you, I, <laughs> if anybody has made the same mistake over and over again, it's probably going to be, uh, you know, myself. And eventually you just find, man, why am I beating my head against this same wall over and over again? The, the wall's not budging. My head's starting to hurt. So let's maybe try a different, uh, different approach. So I kind of I approached it from that mindset, like, if something I'm doing is not working, uh, I've got to try something different. And I think what ended up happening was when I had that breakthrough aha moment was when I finally decided to just <clears throat> get super serious and, and treat this like a business. All right, I wasn't uh, – I mean, I was, I was a degenerate gambler. I mean, come on, I put a trade on and, you know, I was screaming at the monitor just like – many other traders probably have, but, um, you know, I, I think I finally decided, look, if I'm going to really make a go of this, I got to, I got to quit goofing off. I got to take this really serious. And, you know, that's, that's what I'll share with you guys here today was making that, making that trade plan your primary emphasis and your focus. And then, you can you can go back and you can critique what you did good. You can critique what you did bad. You can. I, I don't want to feel like I'm rambling on here, John, but I'll tell you, I, I just cannot emphasize it enough that if if you guys are, are serious about wanting to become a long-term options trader, and what you're doing is not working, reach out. Find find the people that can help you that have been in your shoes doing what you're doing, and can help you you know, break through those barriers. For me, what helped me and what finally broke through that barrier was, like I said, taking it serious, quit goofing off, being responsible, and try, well, let's be an adult here, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, Kevin, I think a, a lot of people come into this, and, and I even I came into it the same way. You come into this options trading thing, and it looks kind of easy, and you start looking for this magic trade or magic formula that's it's, it's just going to be easy to follow. You can just goof around and, and get it done. But eventually you come to the realization that, hey, this is a real business and it's work like anything else. And it, it takes commitment. It takes focus. Uh, focusing on one thing for a period of time so that you can learn it and uh, and get, become successful with it. Yeah. And, you know, and the biggest thing, too, is, you know, you, you can't, uh, you do something for for a couple of weeks or a couple of months or, I mean, Boy, if you're the if you're the rare trader that can actually stick with one thing for six whole entire consecutive months and and do the same thing, you know you'll find that if you stop that jumping around, you know this month I like calendars and next month I like diagonals and this month I'm going to jump over to weeklies and you never stay consistent on one thing. How can you ever build uh, that knowledge base to you know kind of see if it's what you're actually doing is working or not. And so, you know, when I when I finally reached that breaking point of like, look, I'm I'm losing too much money. I'm losing a lot of, you know, uh, life energy, if you will, and I gotta I gotta take this really serious or just quit or just, you know, pack it up and move on to something else. Um, 
you know, once I reached that point, it's, it's kind of a funny story, but, you know, I, I ended up documenting, I started documenting my trades in video format. And for whatever reason, that just, that, that clicked where I could go back and I could say, okay, this is what uh, I was thinking at the moment. This is what I was looking at at the moment. This is what my trade was doing at the moment. And when you can go back uh, days or sometimes even weeks later and review and recap, you know, what your, what your mindset was at the time, man, I'll tell you, it just, it, big light bulbs went off for me. And now, so, now, do you do that publicly as well, Kevin, or is you just do that for yourself? Yeah, no, I, I do, and it's kind of funny how it started out is because I, I have a younger brother who lives in California, and I started, uh, I started sending him a couple of my videos that I was doing. I was like, hey, Brian, check this out. You know, does this make sense? Do you under, understand what I'm doing? Is this, you know, look, like, you know, can you follow it? And um, the feedback I got from him as he started sharing it and showing some of his work friends he was like, oh, dude, you, you, <laughs> you got to start doing something with this because, yeah, you made it, you know, very easy to follow. I could, I could understand what you were doing. So I, I kind of started doing that, and I started posting. I started posting trades. I started posting screenshots. I started posting videos. I, I made a little website, um, and, it, you know, fast forward to seven years later, uh, I was asked by a couple of other directional currency and futures traders to partner with them. So I am the I'm the lead options instructor uh, for these guys, as well as uh, doing doing some one-on-one -on -one private coaching and mentoring from my own website. So uh, I don't know if you want me to share that or you know. We yeah, just no, that's fine. That, that's fantastic. So that's that's great. And I think some of the points I just wanted to reach out what you're talking about is something we talk about a lot is having accountability in other words ha tracking your trades and then reviewing your trades afterwards to make sure you actually did what you said you were going to do yeah. and I think video journal is fantastic for that and I do the same thing on our on you know back in now I just do it for students but I'd say I would say back in 2008 and 2009 when I started actually doing my blog and I have been doing the bearish butterfly for that long um, it was more it helped me as much as it helped anybody else. As a matter of fact, it was more for me than it was for anybody else because it, it forced me to make sure I was doing the trade every month and make, make sure I was focused on it, make sure I was reviewing it, and, and making it better. So I think that's Oh, man, I can, I can confirm that a, a million percent. Once you start uh, sharing and, and helping others, it, it forces your own accountability because you're like, uh, you know, <laughs> how can I – how can I show you what I'm doing if I'm not even holding my own self accountable? And it just, it really, uh, it's, it's the key in my opinion, for, for me, for me anyway, it was the key that really helped me turn that final corner into just kind of bouncing around with no direction. I mean, I had direction at the, in the moment, but for long-term, uh, you know, trade management for long-term goals and aspirations, I was just, you know, I was just gambling. That's really all it was. And so once I did that, I mean, let's try be honest. Let's try that. I mean, I'll be honest. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, so anyway, so I, uh, yeah, I've been doing that for a few years now. Uh, the number 13options.com, that's my personal website. And then Actually, if you, if you want, I can share, share the presentation screen. You can just show them if you'd like. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Let me... Yeah, let me make you presenter here because you're going to be showing us some what you're doing for yeah, trades. Yeah, I got a, like that. I got a couple of trades that I'll share with you guys. And and if there's only one thing that 
anybody listening to this can take away is just, you know, just, just don't give up. If this is really what you want, um, all right, let's see here. I think persistence is incredibly important. I, I think you're right. Persistence and doing your doing something to make yourself accountable to yourself is a, yeah, both absolutely. those things are extremely important. All right, so I don't know. Can you see my screen or? I can. I can see your screen. Yeah. All right, so let me do this then. Let me bring this over here. Uh, yeah. So this is just me. This is this is my website here, and uh, you know basically it's uh, it's nothing real fancy. It's just basic little simple videos. I clicked a little begin here link to where uh, there's a PDF you can download. Just kind of just stepping you through some basic. My my goal is, you know, how I helped my brother was I said, look, I'm going to hold your hand. You know nothing about what an option even is. There's so much free information out there that you can have access to. Let's take you over the course of six months or a year, and let me walk you through how you can get through uh, not even knowing what an option is to feeling confident to open up maybe like your first paper trade or something. And nice. so that was that was my whole approach for that. And, you know, then I end up sharing videos and, and posting stuff on there. But I think that what started out as kind of accountability has turned into something really great because uh, I trade trade several accounts for, for some family members, for myself, uh, for a couple of friends, and it's it's turned into a really a really great thing for a lot of people. So um, that is that. Fantastic. Let me, let me do this here because I got a couple of trades I'll share with you guys. This was so this is a <clears throat> this is a trade that I started October of last year, and so a couple of things that I want you guys to notice. What type yep. of trade is it? Just just what type of trade is it? Like a condor yeah. trade, a butterfly trade, a broken wing no, butterfly so, trade? So yeah, so this is uh, this foundation of this is uh, based off the M3 structure that you have, where it's uh, it's a 50 wide butterfly. It's a little bit under the market. Uses some in the money calls uh, as as the hedge, and then the way I found what works for me is sometimes it makes sense to pick up the whole butterfly and move it. Most often, uh, I tend to just move the shorts around, and I mm -hmm. I just have found that when I when I try and pick up the whole structure and start moving the whole thing, it's um boy, <laughs> I have way too many trades that I did that and I just I took a winning or break-even trade and just turned it into a massive loser after after slippage, after you know emotions, after just doing all the wrong things at the wrong time. So what I what I have kind of done now is I tend to move mostly just the shorts unless we get a <clears throat> pretty significant surprise or a, a sharp crash correction down. Uh, I, so I try to not move the whole entire structure. So all you're doing is risk off to the upside unless you get a really, really big move, in which case you actually move everything. Exactly. Kind of and, it, you know, a lot of times on some of the bigger trades I'm putting on, I will <clears throat> I will scale into them, uh, you know, three or four or five contracts at a time, and then I add to it as the, as the trade starts going my way. Up to a certain point, uh, when we start getting about 35, 30 days, I will not add any new money to a trade as we get closer than 30 days to expiration. I just – I. I prefer. I mean, I'm still I'm still working outside of the house. I'm not trading full time yet, and so I just found that when you get too close to expiration, that all that gamma risk and all that directional risk that just uh, can can start to really hurt you. Um, I'd rather put my money farther out in time. 
And that's just, again, that's just what works for me. And so that's kind of how I manage it. This is, this is just a standard. It's a, it's a 50 wide butterfly. And what I started doing, <coughs> sorry, excuse me. What I started doing is I started taking, uh, in addition to my video recaps and my video log, I started taking screenshots every single day. After the market was closed, I took a screenshot of the price chart of my risk profile, um, just kind of give me some bearings so I could go back at a trade that I opened three years ago and I can look at, all right, we're getting in similar market conditions. Uh, I've seen this pattern before. I've seen this, you know, kind of setup before. How did I handle it before? What was, you know, what was the response then? And if you don't take these screenshots and if you don't add them to your trade plan, how can you, our memories will always fail us. <laughs> our memories are brilliant at recreating things that didn't really happen, and yet the, the screens don't lie. I can look and I can say, all right, at this date, at this time, this is what I paid, this is what the market was doing. And yeah. so people drastic, Kevin, and I'm, just, I'm actually reading a book on that now uh, too, but people – our memories are, are are so made up; it's unbelievable. So, oh, it's ridiculous! <laughs> they don't realize how. If you go back and and you think of a trade, even if it's a trade you just did, a lot of it is not really what happened. It's it's all made up. So. Well, even that, even that, if we go back and think of conversations we've had with our our spouses, or a family member, or work coworker, I mean, that's it's our memories are are pretty fascinating manipulative little creatures that, you know, you just have to really be cautious of that and, be, and just be aware of that. So, you know, I take these screenshots and I can see, okay, an option view, this is what the trade looks like. I've got a pretty flat T plus zero line. I've got essentially no, no danger, no risk of the upside. Um, and I know where my, you know, I can identify in advance where my decision points are at. Like I, you know, I refer to them as, all right, if, if I get to this area right here, I'm going to need to consider doing something. There's no absolute, you know, I have to do this or I will do that. You just have to be prepared and, you know, have an idea of what your trade is going to look like if you got to this point or if you got to this point and what you would do. And so what I, what I put on here is I say, okay, I'm, I'm willing to put up to $5,000 to this particular trade. I'd like to make 500. I'm willing to lose a thousand to do so, and right off the bat, uh, then you begin to create positions that are comfortable for you. If that's too big, if that's too small, you have to find what fits your account size and what lets you trade the trade and not trade your, you know, your profit and your loss. I don't care about profit and loss. I care about protecting my capital. If I don't have capital, I'm not trading. And so I always am playing defense first. And if I don't even know what I'm prepared to lose, I have, I have no idea, uh, you know, how to even defend that. So I know I'm not going to lose more than a thousand bucks. Okay, now let's go for the let's go after the trade. You'll see when I started the trade, I put I put four thousand into it, and actually for a brief period of time, I violated my own rule. <laughs> I said I didn't want to put more than five. But the adjustment required actually putting a little bit more. And, and you have to be willing to do that, but also at the same time know if you do that, there will be risks associated. Okay, so uh, I'll just scroll through a couple days at a time. I, 
I draw, in addition to looking at this, all right, I promise I won't be scrolling all over the place, but in addition to looking at this, I do also do this. And these are lines that I just put on myself. Um, I say, all right, here's when I open the, the trade. <clears throat> this is when it's going to expire. I, I manually draw these little boxes. So what this box tells me, if you look right here between 1160 and about 1080-ish, that's, that's my expiration break-even points. So I know right here, if I land anywhere inside this box at expiration, the trade will win. Now, I'm not going to just put a trade on and hope it gets there. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to manage the trade, but I'm also going to manage it. So I, won't, I will do nothing until it gets to either 1180 or 1100, and then I'll decide what, you know, what needs to be done. So at the beginning, I can see visually uh, where it needs to be at expiration to be ideal, to be optimum, where if it violates one of these levels, where I need to sit up and do something. And then thirdly, just be patient and sit on your hands and not the mouse and, you know, let the trade do its thing. All right? So that's kind of the whole approach. And then at the that's, end of each That's day, like your hands-off zone, you could call it, huh? Yeah, yeah. I just, I just let it bounce around because, you know, we all know nice. that's what the market does the majority of the time. It goes up, it goes down, it goes down, it goes up. It, you know, you have periods like this where obviously, you know, this was last August and just, you know, fell off a cliff. But, you know, that's, that doesn't happen all the time. And so if, if you have identified a, a range in advance of where you're not going to do nothing, and then don't do nothing. I mean, don't, don't violate your own rules <laughs> unless, unless, you have, uh, unless you have built not only the skill set but also the data points to support, okay, well, yeah, I need to violate the rule, but this is why. And that, guys, that just comes with experience. That's, there's no way of getting around that. Um, and so then at the end of the day, I'll take, you know, this shot here of what the, what the trade looks like, you know, where my fill prices are at. Um, and then so lastly... So like a little bit positive delta off the, out of the gate? Right off the gate. I, I don't mind being a little bit pot Now, not too much. Um, now, this, what you'll see right here, this is... Um, well, these this, trades are very resilient to the downside anyway in this formation. So even being a, a little bit positive delta, a lot of times you don't get hurt too bad. And, yeah, uh, yeah, and there, and you know, and the option view kind of reflects this a little bit incorrectly because uh, the trade, this particular trade, is an IWM Russell combo trade, where I'm using the IWM yeah. as the hedges and the Russell as the core butterfly. And an option view will not let you model that. So you know, uh, it's, right. So you, you, so you represented it like that, yeah. Right, nice. exactly, exactly. And then you know, one neat thing about Option View, I don't, I don't know how many of your, of your students are using this, but you know, it lets you paint this kind of, this little cone here. Um, and the more that you can keep this area green, <laughs> you know, obviously the better. But again, it goes back to just being very visual and being able to see. Uh, you know, yes, I've opened it on a pretty significant down day, but I've got I've got no really worry or concern or danger to the upside, and I don't begin to start getting into trouble for another you know 40 or 50 points down, and then I just you know I just go the next day, same exact screenshot, uh, attach it into a doc file, and 
If there's no reason for me to do anything, I don't do anything. The nice uh, thing about this too is you make yourself notes. You have to just find what works for you. And for me, uh, this is just what works. Uh, and so then you can make yourself little notes. So let me scroll through here to an adjustment because, again, nothing, nothing happened for many, many days. And that's kind of what happens with options trading sometimes. And when nothing happens for many, many days, either get a hobby to do something else or <laughs> get a little... You shouldn't be adjusting just for the heck of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe finding some new trade somewhere else. <laughs> you, you can, you can, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you, and, I, you know, um, I hesitate to even mention this, but what, what also really helped me was taking a very small amount of money. I mean, I'm talking small, like, you know, less than less than three percent of my entire account and and I, not playing because that's not the right word but but trying to experiment with different strategies and different approaches in the weeklies and the reason why I say that is because you know if you stay in the SPY something that is super liquid uh, tons of volume weeklies are all over the place uh, that sometimes may help you keep your fingers off the bigger core monthly type trades and uh, you know still let you feel like you're you're plugged into the market especially if you're if you're able to watch the market intraday the whole trading day and the, watching some of these trades that might be open for weeks and weeks and weeks without ever doing anything can drive you neurotic staring at a screen <laughs> So, Certain personalities, that is problematic for sure. Yeah, all right, so we got here, so then I can see right here, all right, now on the second, we, we crossed over. We, we violated 1180. We, we closed above the 1180, and I didn't do anything, all right? Well, why didn't I do anything? I said I would do something when we hit 1180, and I didn't. Well, there's no urgency to do that, and at, at that point in time, you know, we had we had come out of this, this kind of boxing range area, and I was waiting to see what happened at this swing point right here. And if it was going to hold, then I'm going to adjust. If it didn't hold, and if it kept driving higher, well, then I would obviously need to do something. But again, uh, when I set this trade up, I probably looking back could have constructed it so that my first decision point wasn't at a, a key inflection point in the market, right? I mean, <laughs> it, yeah. it's, you know, and that's something that you have to just kind of be mindful of. But again, there's no real urgency to do anything. And I think we ended up having a little bit of a sell-off. And what I ended up doing was taking a portion of the trade and moving up 20 points from the 1120 shorts to the 1140. So again, you roll the whole entire structure up 20 points because we did. We've had pretty significant moves. So the before, the after, you just kind of see, you know, what this, what the trade is doing. But I'm still way outside of this this tent. I don't particularly care for that. And I don't like that so much. But what did I say at the beginning? I'm always, always, always focusing on defense first. I'm nowhere near maximum loss. So, you know, if I start chasing profits, um, it's just, it's, it's too stressful in my opinion, where I don't get into any trouble until, 
you know, way down in this area here as far as a maximum loss goes, I never am going to get into trouble on the upside for maximum loss unless we just sit right here and I do nothing for the next several weeks. All right? And then I think that's you know, Ken, I think that's something that a lot of people stress out about and I think it's 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 good that you kinda of got over that is the fact that the feeling that they have to jump on top of the market and take on a lot of directional risks just so that they make a little bit more money or make more rather than just having the patience to wait it out. Yeah, no, that's uh, absolutely. I think it's it's so pivotal because it's really the deciding factor if you're going to make it longer than a couple of years or a couple of decades. And and I think that when you focus on that approach first and you know protecting your capital, there is if if you're keeping a pre if you're keeping your T plus zero line in check, there's, you know, you're not you're not going to win every single month. You're going to have certain market conditions that are going to be better than others, but um, you're never going to blow an account. And and that's I think the bigger takeaway is while you're developing uh, a strategy that works for you, you know, I mean, we can we can have ten traders on here all trading the same exact trading guidelines, and they're going to have ten different results, but you know, when you find what works for you, then, you know, you can kind of own it and make it your own. And so, you know, there is no no sense of urgency of like, I got to do something right away because you're never in any jeopardy of, you know, hitting that max loss. Now, I will say if I was, if I was underwater, if I was close to hitting max loss or, you know, the trade just absolutely just ran away from the get-go, all right, well, then you you may approach it a little bit differently, but in this particular scenario, there was there was no reason for me to o begin over adjusting or or you know over trading this thing. I still have plenty of potential profit in this trade, and even though I had to move the whole entire structure up, you still see I have a lot of distance to this downside. So, um, you know that's the, the trade bounces around. It's uh, one thing that I think hangs up a lot of struggling traders is watching this through the day. Intraday, if if you're just watching this, if I've seen this change, you know, hundreds of dollars at a time and you cannot worry about that. You have to trade your plan first and keep your contract amounts so that you can trade your trade. Um, yeah, I agree with you 100% with that. I think we've had uh, let's see, how many successful trader interviews have we had? We had quite a few of them now, and I've also talked with a, a you know a lot of other very successful traders. And, and one of the number one things they say is to ignore not to trade profit and loss. It's no, just one no. of the consistent themes through everything. Yeah, you you cannot do it. You absolutely cannot do it. And 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 then again, you know, you cannot go back, guys. We're all trading the hard right edge of the chart. None of us know what is going to happen from one day to the next. And you cannot, if, if <laughs> sorry, the, the, uh, the brain gets going faster than the mouth sometimes. If, 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 <laughs> <laughs> if you do not develop your trade plan and if you don't follow your trade plan, then you will look at a market like this, specific example right here, and I would immediately maybe start that self-talk of, oh, you fool, why'd you roll out whole butterfly? Now, look, you had them, you had them down move that you were waiting for, and, and why'd you make that adjustment? You shouldn't have it. And if you did it outside of your trade plan, it's just, it's such a bad recipe that the easiest way to overcome that is just follow your plan. Uh, don't, don't go off the reservation 
just because you feel like it or because you're bored or, or whatever the reason is because even though you'll see I rolled up 20 points, it would have been more ideal not to roll, but it still doesn't bother the trade one bit, right? And you'll notice that each, each subsequent move, I'm also, I need to be visually aware of what my rectangle box is doing. Where am, where am I going to get out of, uh, out of safety, if you will? So if I, if I violate this 1120, which if I remember right, it actually did, um, I'm going to have to turn around and readjust again. All right? And so uh, what we got here? So this one was just on the 17th. It was basically backing a portion of the shorts uh, to just recorrect the, the T plus zero line. And I think it's important, and John, you've talked about this a lot in your webinars, that the differences between option view and thinkorswim and finding... Yeah, they can be huge. Oh, they absolutely can be huge, but, you know, just looking at the, the bigger process and the bigger mechanical side of it, it's this T plus zero line is what, what I'm trying to correct. I've got still plenty of time. Uh, I, I want to flatten this out a little bit more because, you know, obviously it corrects, it corrects theta, it gives the theta a little bit of a boost, it helps vega, but again, if you notice this screen right here, this, this little red hump, that's, I'm beginning to start losing these profits in just a couple of weeks. By making that single adjustment, now I can, I can now, hold Now, for those who don't know, what does that little green and red thing actually represent? Yeah, I'm sorry. So what that does is basically in option view, when you are looking at the, the price chart, uh, you click this little green and red toggle button up here, and it will take and it will show you uh, this X1 is the most immediate expiration cycle. This X2 is your current expiration cycle. And all of this green area is where your trade is going to stay profitable. As soon as you get into red, you are now beginning to uh, go underwater. And at expiration, you know, there's no more time to make adjustments. So my, my goal, my approach is staying within the trade parameters and eliminating as much of this red as possible around the market. Now, obviously you can't eliminate all of it, but uh, if I can flatten this little hump on the left side and make it look like this one on the right side, well, that's, that's what this little adjustment accomplishes. And all that does is it brings and it props up this expiration. Right, which is just a simple vertical, right? That's all it is. That's all it is. But again, it adds margin to the trade. And that's, uh, as I said in the beginning, I wanted to put, uh, you know, max margin of 5,000 in this trade. It started out at 4,000, and then it turned out to, you know, it needed almost seven. And so you have to, you know, the adjustment made sense. It fell within my plans. Did I go over a little bit on margin? Yeah. Did I need to? Yeah. Did it bother me? No. And the reason is because I didn't put 100% of my account at risk at the beginning of the trade, you know. And so you've got that reserve margin available to you. Uh, so, again, you know, T plus zero lines, staying good and flat. I'll just keep scrolling forward here. I cannot believe I, can, I am so sorry. I do tend to ramble sometimes, guys. <laughs> so, but again, we'll, we'll go here. To, uh, same kind of thing. We're coming up on 28 days now to expiration. 
gamma is going to really begin starting to kick in, and I'm never in any jeopardy of losing this trade to the upside, and I can really handle a gigantic move to the downside. And so what I, what I like to do is just flatten this out. Take that, take that little red area and make it smaller. And you do that by another simple little vertical spread. Uh, and you'll see that you know it continues to keep the profits in there. Right. So your adjustment trigger basically is just taking a look at that graph, and if your red hump's a little too high, you just pull it down some. Yeah. And you know, of course, again, yeah. yeah, you're looking at you're looking at delta, and I'm I'm keeping track of that. But I think that was the, the final adjustment here. Uh, yeah, because you know we really didn't. And again, guys we're still several weeks away from this trade expiring. At this point, uh, I'm, I'm looking for the exit door. I've got a good trade. Uh, I've hit my target profit. Uh, I, I recommend and I, I counsel traders that I help. When you hit target profit, when you are new, close your trade. Do not get cutesy fancy. Let's run this to into expiration and let's, uh, you know, step on the gas when we can. No, if, if, uh, if you are shooting for something, if you're, if you're an archer and you're aiming for something and you just blindly shoot your arrow into outer space, well, you're never going to know and you're never going to be able to critique if you're successfully hitting your target or not. So if I said I wanted to make $500 and I was willing to risk 1000 to do so, if, if I'm if I'm helping you and you're a brand new trader, I'm going to say close this trade right now, all right? And you'll see I didn't, but again, I'm not a brand new trader, so um, I just corrected again, flattened out delta, pulling more of that upside expiration risk out, and at that point, I've all but just about eliminated this upside risk. And we'll just keep going here. And now we get, you know, again, big demo, but you'll see... What what this tells me is as this trade has developed, this is where I put it on. This was adjustment number one. This was adjustment number two. This was number three. This was number four. And each time I can go back and I can look and say, all right, well, in the beginning, I was going to let it go to 1100 or to 1180. It violated 1180 right here on this day, and I adjusted late. But when I adjusted now, then I made my new decision points, 12.10 or 11.20. It never hit either one of those boundaries, but I still made an adjustment. All right? I made another adjustment here, and these subsequent adjustments here are all about keeping the profits going into expiration. And now this little rectangular gray box that started out very small, 50 or 60 points wide, has now become you know, to the upside, 100% guaranteed winner to the upside, and I will not lose it unless I die or become <laughs> incapacitated and can't do anything uh, until we get down here to 1100. Could we get to 1100? Of course, absolutely, but, you know, the likelihood of there in just a couple of days, uh, you know, kind of rare, so you'll see that one final adjustment there, and that just pulled 100% upside risk off. All right, so uh, that was a trade right here, all the way to closure. Um, 
actually there was one final adjustment that pulled 100% of the upside risk off. And this expiration graph then ends up ensuring that you hit your all right? And so at the very end, then I grab trade closure here. I all right, that's a, the move we make when we pull the call off. We add some verticals in there, yep, flat yep, the upside. Right, yep. and you know, and that, thanks, for, thanks for reminding me that. You know, one of the things, too, is when you begin unwinding these trades, you know, uh, there's that sequence you have to be a little cautious of to really make sure if, if some of these trades get a little bit complex and you've got maybe overlapping butterflies, you've got your shorts that are separated, um, you have to be a little mindful of that because your widest spread butterfly should really be the one you're trying to get off first. I cannot tell you how many times I've been in a trade and I'm like, okay, time to close it. Here's my profits. This is what I'm doing. And I just begin to, you know, willy-nilly start closing spreads. And then I get to the point where I'm, oh, crap, I got this deep in the money. <laughs> I got this deep in the money put spread on that nobody's taking it off for me. And you just have to give up a, a, too much slippage. If you start unwinding the widest spread first, whether that's the condor, whether that's the butterfly, whether that's the vertical, whatever it is, uh, that's, that's how I go through the process of unwinding them. And then at the very end, I'll, I'll grab one final screenshot. I will grab when I started, when I closed, what was the max margin I ever used, what was my final profit, and how many days I was in this trade. So, you know, that's, that's a, guys, 49 calendar days is a long time. The, perhaps the biggest takeaway point here is if you're in a trade for 49 days, I promise you, you're married to this trade. You're committed to it. You're engaged to it. You love it. You hate it. You have every single emotion in your body connected to it. And when, if you're not aware of that, it's just, it's dangerous, dangerous game to play. Do not marry these trades. Don't get engaged to them. Don't get connected intimately to them. It's a trade. There's another one coming. There's another week right around the corner. There's another month. There's, you know, and so that's, Maybe that's the biggest point I want you guys to gain, you know, from this. Um, and then there's just a T log file. So um, that's, guys, that's just how I trade. And so I, I think that what I learned from, what I learned from you, John, what I learned from, you know, all the hours and hours and hours of self-studying that I've done and, and video content. I mean, there's, there's endless free material out there. It's just uh, respect your risk, manage that T plus zero line. And, and just know know your own psyche so you know when you start getting into trouble. And, and when you start getting into trouble, just get connected, get, in, get, you know, get partnered up with people that can help you. And so, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I got. That's, so that was, uh, you know, that was a pretty, pretty uh, in, involved trade. Some of them, you put them on and you close them. Some of them, you put them on and you, you close them. I can, I can do the same thing. Hang on. I will. If you guys are okay with this, let me do one more quick run through. I promise this one will be really, really fast uh, because this one was a loser. All right? All right. This is one that didn't work out so well. This is right? one that didn't work out. And, and I close it, right? I mean, but again, same process, same format, same structure. You have to be, we're, we are not robots, uh, you know, the market does this, therefore I must do that. No, we're not. We have brains to think, but you have to follow consistent routines um, so that you can grade and evaluate yourself. But same thing. 
put it on on six. I'm willing to put ten grand into it. I want to make one. I'm willing to lose one to do so. Right? Same kind of thing. Couple in the money calls. Fifty wide butterfly. There's all my screenshots. I've got my little target box. Again, this is the beginning of the year, so we kind of all remember what happened at the beginning of this year. Same little green <clears throat> window. And we just promptly begin the day after I open it. Probably one of the worst things that can happen happened, right? I mean, <clears throat> market just begins selling off. It violates my decision point on the very second day. <clears throat> All right, so, and you set um, off positive delta too, which obviously in this case didn't help. A lot of cases it will, but in this case it right, didn't help. Right, right. And, yeah. and again, too, we're coming, right? We're coming out of an area of, you know, kind of lower volatility, and we've got this, you know, this big, sharp move down. But again, I'm nowhere near hitting max loss. It doesn't bother me. It's, it's part of my plan. I need to make the adjustment. Therefore, I make the adjustment. And so, you know, I roll down the 1070 to the 1040. Again, sometimes I do it 20 points. Sometimes I do it 30. But the speed with which this happened, um, it was... It didn't bother me a bit to roll it down 30. I actually, at the time, I even considered rolling it down 40 just because, you know, I didn't know how far this was going to keep going. And so new, new visual box here, new decision point marks. And, again, we've got another adjustment because we have violated that 1040 level. So the 40-point the roll down would have been better, but, again, hindsight's always... 2020, and you've got to Yeah, mark and you never know. You never know. Oh, yeah. The only thing I would suggest is if you roll it down, maybe to avoid a, another adjustment at a support point if you can. But other than that, right? And you know, and just, looking back over here, you know, we've got we've got free fall space where this thing could keep going, and you know, we've already dropped from 1,100 to 1,000. I mean, that's 100 points in the Russell in a handful of days. I mean, that's you know, it, yes, it happens. Does it happen all the time? No, not really. So. But now you've got this kind of a funny-looking graph. I, I think it's this. against the law now for the market to go down, by the way. I think you're Oh, my saying. gosh. Are you even kidding me? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you've got this funny-looking island right here, and this is for because of a couple of reasons. It's because of, you know, two adjustments now have already occurred. Uh, you've incurred slippage. You've incurred increasing volatility. You know, your odds now... My mindset at this point has now shifted from no longer am I trying to make money. I'm just trying to not hit max loss. If I hit max loss, that's fine. I close it, trade's done. But, you know, you are highly unlikely. And you'll see I even rolled it down a third time. And three times of a roll, I'm nowhere near max loss. And Russell's dropped, you know, all the way down here to 9, 992 at the close of this day. But this... This little island's getting smaller and smaller and smaller, and at some point you just got to kind of say, you know what, <laughs> I'm not going to keep fighting this. It it dropped through my, you know, it penetrated my decision point. Uh, it's a losing trade. And that's like a fourth time, right? Yeah, yeah. So I rolled it down once. I rolled it down again. I rolled it down a third time, and yet, you know, it just it didn't work. All right. So these, I don't want to leave the impression that. Every trade's going to always win. No, they're not. But if, you know, you follow your rules and you say, okay, I didn't hit max loss, 
didn't bother me one bit. I don't like having to take a loss, but I also like knowing that I I follow my my predetermined plan and I say, okay, well, it's <laughs> this this move that went from 1100 to essentially you know 950 in a couple of weeks. I mean, 14 days. Uh, that's you know it doesn't happen all the time. So. Uh, you gotta you gotta take the winners when you get them. Take the losers when you get them. And at the end of the year, notice I didn't say the end of the day, but the end of the year, you tally up all your winners and losers. And if you have a good strategy and a good method, uh, those winners will outperform the losers. But again, it's, right. the, it's the management. And that's, as, that's as long as you're not getting killed on the losers. And we right. have to keep that in mind. If you're taking right. five exactly. times your wins, it's a problem. <clears throat> Well, and again, too, that's, you know, that's most, most traders, I think, in the beginning, they're, you know, that's, we start talking about money management, and money management and risk management are two entirely different topics, and uh, I know I sure did at the beginning. I, I kind of put them in the same category, risk management, money management, and it's not the case at all. And... You, what do you, you see as the difference between risk management and money management? Well, I see the difference. Money management is how I position size my contracts, how I allocate percentages of my accounts, how I, you know, how I deploy capital uh, as effectively as possible. Risk management is how I manage my trade. In other words, if I put on a, if I put on a trade, you know, a broken wing condors, another trade that I put on month in, month out, and if I, if I don't manage my risk when the market gets to a certain point and I just completely blatantly disregard my, my plan, well, then I'm a terrible risk manager. I mean, yes, I'm, I'm managing money in a trade, but I view, I view money management as my overall account and what I'm managing you know, money-wise. My risk management is how I'm managing the trade. And for me, it just it really helped kind of separate that 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 money aspect of trading. Yes, trading is all about making money. Trading is nothing about making money. Trading is all about psychology and your brain. And if you're trading your plan and you're not worrying about the money, well, you're, you're going to most likely become a much better trader because of it. Does that make sense? I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm not explaining that right. But <laughs> Well, I think it makes perfect sense. If you get too focused on the results, and you know, we see it happen in sports games. If you get too focused on having to make that last goal, you you, you stop focusing on your process that makes you good in the first place, and you're yeah. falling apart. Yeah. Absolutely. And guys, I would rather I do not. I hate losing money just as bad as the next person. But I would rather lose money knowing I followed my trade plan, knowing I was a good risk manager, knowing that I did what I said I was going to do, than when you know. 50 trades in a row and I just violate every rule and I just can wing in it and I'm getting lucky and I'm getting, you know, because then that's not reproducible. That's not, you can't do that consistently over the long term. I mean, I'm... Uh, I'm not a, only that, it's, it's terribly stressful not to follow a plan. Oh, my gosh. Wreck your emotions, wreck your marriage, wreck your kids, wreck your... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's like a, it, we call that a mind hack. I mean, if you give somebody too many choices, they get confused and stressed out no matter how good those choices are. But if you, yep. if you purposely limit your choices as to what you can do, it takes the stress out of it because this is all you can do. And that's one of the first conversations I have in, the, in our James 16 community where I'm the options instructor. I have the, that's one of the first conversations I have is I say, guys, you commit to me six months of, of 
demo paper trading and backtesting and following some, some very structured approaches. And then, and then we'll talk about, you know, where you go from there. And, you know, it's, uh, it's very difficult for people to commit to six months and say, I am going to do this one thing or during 12 months or three months or whatever the time frame is. But I think that there's that, that tendency of uh, a trader's What do you tell mind. the people, Kevin, who, who tell you, well, it's, it's not real money and I can't track it, who don't even have the discipline to do that? Right, exactly. If you can't even do that, well, I mean, uh, maybe, you know, the, the, the ADD and the, you know, the OCD behaviors that a, a lot of traders unfortunately have, uh, you have to keep those in check and say, all right, no, look, this is, this is, a, this is a very systematic approach. And if, if you can't even do the, the simple stuff, we have no business trying to talk about more complicated and more complex stuff because it's just going to make your brain explode. It's going to hurt you. <laughs> and I don't, you know, I want, I want to help you. I want to, I want to show you, you know, what's the possibilities here and the potential. And so, you know, I think that's the, the thing that a lot of people struggle with is just staying consistent with the, that one thing over and over and over again. And then you can start deviating to find how it works for you. So, yeah, that's, um, boy, I don't know. <laughs> I don't feel like a trader of the month, but I'll tell you, I'm really, I'm honored and I'm, I'm glad that you, uh, you, you asked me about that because it's, uh, you know. Well, here's the thing. I mean, you're, you're in here, you're successful. In other words, you've been trading a long time. You're still in the game. You're profitable. You're um, uh, helping other people. So, it's only a matter of time till things explode for you, and like I said, you're already managing other people's money and so forth. So, um, yeah, well, that's you know, it's I I enjoy this and I love it, and you know, it's uh, I think that the the one takeaway for me was I said trading's everything about money, it's nothing about money. It's you know, I have learned more about my own self <clears throat> and my own self improvement, my own. Uh, personal development after I started learning about trading than I think I ever would have uh, had I not been exposed to it. And, and specifically, you know, uh, you know, when I was younger in life, I mean, I, I dealt with a lot of issues, you know, uh, some, some anger issues and some emotional issues. And I'll tell you, you want to talk about something bringing all of that crap right to the forefront. <laughs> open, up a trade, open up a trading account and see what that does to you. <laughs> So, you know, I think that uh, from a, not talking about a monetarily, you know, successful viewpoint, but just from a, from a human viewpoint, I mean, trading is, it's changed my life. And if I can help one or two other people, you know, avoid some of the rocks on the path I've been on, oh, man, that's, I, I love doing that. And I, you know, I can talk hours and hours and hours and hours about it. So um, I think if you, if you find that passion, uh, it's, it doesn't feel like work. It's just it's fun. It's enjoyable. So that's that's what I bring to it. That's fantastic. And you got all the right principles down. You are you know you're being persistent. You're doing the psychological work that you need to do. You're doing the uh, tracking your trades. You're reviewing your trades, making sure what you're doing. You're constantly improving your plan and, and keeping track of your mindset. And all those yeah. principles are things that we talk about all the time over here. And uh, and you're living by them, so it's it's fantastic that it's working. It's really excited for you, and uh, you know, that's yeah, why we well, had thank, you 
Yeah, thank you very much, John. And I'll, I'll leave you with this, and I'll leave you with all the listeners with one book to read. If I can recommend one book, uh, Ryan Holiday wrote a book called Ego is the Enemy. And if you guys are, or any of you guys are readers, I, I love to read. I read all the time. And that book just, boy, I'll tell you, it, it brings to light so many struggles and, and obstacles and challenges that traders face. Uh, I, I cannot I cannot recommend it enough. It's a, it's a cheap little book, and it's you know you can read it in an afternoon. But uh, man, tons of nuggets of wisdom in that little guy there. So fantastic, fantastic. So are there any questions for Kevin? Uh, I think we're if not, I guess we'll wrap it up. But uh, it was great to have you on, Kevin. I appreciate you coming on, sharing your experience, sharing your story, and. And I, I, I tell you, you have a lot of great tidbits in there. So if you, no, if you have thank a chance, you, John. listen to it again. <laughs> yeah, thank you, John, very much. And uh, you, you take care of yourself. We'll be in touch. Yes, we will. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. -bye. Hey, bye.